guys. Welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 93. Okay, Lauren, I have an intimate question for you. Yes. Are you ready for this one? Yes. I want to know, after you take a shower, do you dry off completely head to toe? Do you leave the shower semi-wet? What is your method? I only ask because I, I know she's smiling at me like, well, because what I have something funny hell? to say. No, I have something funny to say. No, does yours because, okay, my husband, no lie. He like will take the towel, slightly graze himself, but he like then puts his underwear on soaking wet. Oh no. What? Ooh. And he's always done this. And I'm like, what are you doing? It just makes my skin crawl. I'm like one of these people who I'm in the shower. I don't leave the stall until my body head to toe is dry. Oh, because see, I don't mm. like to exit the stall when it's cold because I get cold. cold. So I like will dry off completely head to toe. I like loop the towel over the top to where I can pull it down after I turn the shower off. I'm drying head to toe and then I get out and I go do my thing. My husband's totally opposite. So this then led into the discussion of, well, I wonder what's more normal. What are you smiling about? <laughs> she just got a just sexy got a, text no, from her I husband. Just got a text from George. I know when you get a sex text, Lauren. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I just got a text from George because I butt dialed him accidentally when we were just recording. Oh. And he goes, so the question is, are you my soulmate or are we just making it work? Shut up. <laughs> if you listen, go listen to our mini episode from last week. That will make sense. Okay. Oh, George. Anyways, sorry. No, okay. The funny thing, I have a few things to say. And I, uh, the, the other reason I'm smiling is because it's just funny because you guys have the time we do not prep, re- no. re-prep these like quips or these We never chats. ever do. And it's just so funny how things like intertwine and relate. They, they relate every week to like what you're asking or talking about. Anyways, okay. No, I, um, I dry off like just my like my limbs really quick and then I step out onto the towel and do like a full dry and then I quickly my new thing in the last like year or two is I put on a robe like kind of like a terry cloth robe oh yeah Um, if I wash my hair my hair air dries curly and it is like literally sopping wet sopping because that's the key to your curls right and so it's like so I, it's hard because I immediately kind of tell dry and then actually I keep drying it with a t-shirt because that kind of reduces frizz. But that means I, I, I wear a towel because I hate wet hair on my shirt or my back. And so I, did I say towel? I wear a robe. What did yeah, I just say? I wear a robe because yeah. I don't like the wet hair on my back. And so till it's kind of like half dry or mostly dry. Um, but I step out on the rug. I'm not in the stall. I'm not in the shower. I, I feel like I'm getting just wet from the walls or something. So I like step out of the shower onto the rug. Follow it is up cold. question. Yes. Do you take the towel to your private parts? Okay. Well, see, that's what I was going to laugh about because so I went to a white elephant party this weekend <laughs> and someone had wrapped this gag gift and it was a towel that had this like letter with it, which is so funny. This like prep letter, but it was talking about, and the towel had one end. The person had written just with the Sharpie marker, which is hilarious, but and the other end face. And the whole letter was like about, do you really wipe the same end of your towel that you just wiped your butt to your face? Like, do you do that? Oh Ew, blah, 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 blah. And it was like a funny spoof. Like I'd never seen that. So I actually thought it was pretty funny. And the guy just did it with, or whoever gifted it was just a Sharpie. It wasn't even like fancy. Yeah, yeah. So it was like so funny, but it is so true. Do you wipe, like dry off, wipe your bum, all the things with the same towel that you're like wiping your face. Now, a few years ago when I got really like anal about my skin, <laughs> anal, <laughs> no <and pun> intended. <laughs> 
I started using a face towel that I only use for my face. So oh. it's like a towel next to my sink, like in like the hand towel area. Like I just use that to dry my face after I wash, after I get out of the shower. So actually I don't use the body towel on my face at all because I've just like been trying to reduce breakouts or, oil, you know. No, but I think some people air dry the private parts. Oh, air dry. They no, might, they I might have to drive my private. Totally. They oh, might dry gosh. off their body, but like they don't actually put the towel oh, no. to their private. I do. Oh, I would feel like I'd be like a yeast infection growing tomorrow if I didn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I did not know you meant that. I just thought, I thought you were laughing at like, do you wipe your bum yeah. and dry your bum, well, pat your too. bum and your face at the same time? That too. <laughs> I don't know. These are like key life questions here. <laughs> key life questions. Or I don't know. you have to do what? this fellow did or this person who gifted label your towel so that you know what ends where (laughs) that is so funny and now that we're singing this out loud I'm like what are my kids doing oh right kids oh it's all over with that they're just using the towel all over the place but but, okay but I really fast in closing with this you just washed your privates so they're not dirty and it's not that gross you just watched them even like with the kids who are never gonna have a zit oh my mother would be so she's like cringing right now dixie is cringing listening to like my mom is a one-time usage if it touches a a private part it's going to be bleached she's like so So she uses a clean towel every shower every single shower every hey that's ideal too if you can have a stack of clean towels constantly by all means so much work it is work and i grew up that way and now my husband has converted me to one towel per person for like Like, a week i do it like i probably like every three or four days i do it until i wash my hair and then when i wash my hair that one goes up and it like dries yes. off and then and I have a body dirty. towel and I yeah. use the body towel going yeah. forward. Yeah. Like that's my method. And if I'm straightening my hair, uh, my towel goes in my hair yeah. too. And then it's like wet, yeah. wet. And it's usually to the Oh my wash. gosh. We just talked towels for six minutes. Oh my gosh. We gotta yeah, go. You guys, but that's this, funny. Okay. I know. Next. So funny. This is a really good episode. In this episode, we are talking about the Enneagram personality test. We both took it recently. And weirdly enough, we came back as the same number which is really weird you guys wow because <laughs> we i think a, and we'll get into it we're very similar but we're very different you so guys know that yeah you've oh, listened absolutely. to us so you know we are so different but then as we kind of sat and talked about it when it comes to our core we are the same in so many ways lauren you have to realize that yeah no we are and i think that's obviously why we are best friends and yeah. we are very similar, but then yeah. we ha- we complement each other in We're like kind our of differences like on the same wavelength. Yeah, but like we play different stations like we're very different but we kind of see the world the same absolutely I totally think that okay we're going to talk about the Enneagram but more importantly about our personality types we're going to talk about how it can apply to parenting and how it can make us a better parent because I always am fascinated by these personality tests as it relates to like being a better parent because wouldn't you agree that like we're all just kind of winging it. You know what I mean? And like the more knowledge we can have of like being mindful. And I still go back to Shawnee's thing of an intentional parent. Yeah. Being intentional. And like you asked me the question before we went on the mic, you said, are they flaws? What did you say? Are these, yeah, are these strengths or flaws? Strengths or flaws. Yeah. And from what I've read on it, I don't think you really want to look at it that way. I think you look at it as their opportunities to grow. And opportunities to like 
be better. Well, and I just, I being self-aware of yeah. what you bring to the table. Yeah. What you can bring and what, and what can also sabotage you too. Exactly. And that's what I meant by flaws because some of these things could be to the extreme of like, yeah, they could, they could affect you in a negative way. Absolutely. So as long as you're like aware and you can like self balance yes. that out and keep it in check, it obviously can work in your favor. Yeah. And some of the things that I've kind of read on it, they were like, don't become a prisoner to your type. And so what they meant by that is like, if you're like the perfectionist, is that number one? The perfectionist? perfectionist They're like, this is number, I think it's one, nine. Type. It's is nine. It? It's nine. No, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, it's Peacemaker's number one. Peacemaker's nine. Sorry, yeah. Peacemaker's nine, one is perfection. So they're pretty much saying like, don't let it become so consuming where it's like you're imprisoned by your perfectionism. Yeah. And like you isolate people because you expect so much. Yes. And like more so use it to your advantage of like, okay, yeah, I know that this is my tendency. I know that I process the world like this, that I, I expect a lot out of people. And then show them grace and like use it to enhance your relationships rather than harm them. Yes. The other thing that I thought was super interesting about this and you guys, this, this Enneagram thing has been like wildfire the past two years. Have you seen it all over social? I've heard a lot of people talk about it. I just, yeah, never knew much about it. What it's about. So this episode is going to let you be the person at the Christmas party being like, you guys, I know all about Enneagrams. Let yeah. me tell you about it. Yes. Because it's a hot topic right now. Yeah. Uh, very much so in the business world. They're really using it to kind of shape corporate culture and like do trainings for people. There have been books written about this. Endless blog posts are out there about this. YouTube videos, like all the things. If you want to do a deep dive into the Enneagram, there is like so much content out there no I know it's a it's a, yeah a deep black hole and deep. not only that there's this one but there's so many other similar there's so and many so many things out there the colors and all the the, the Myers letters yeah I don't know there's so many it's, there's it's so a black many. hole <laughs> and the, the thing that I really liked about the Enneagram is that and we talked about this before we went on the mic is that it gives you an insight into your inner workings mm-hmm. so it picks up on what your perception of the world is. So like what your genetic disposition is to like how you process the world. Yes. So when Lauren came in and we realized we were the same number, we'll tell you what it is in just a minute. Right. We were like, how is that possible? There's no way. But then as we sat and talked about it, we're like, yeah, but actually as the way we see the world and like our gut instinct on things is the same, but our behavior and how we kind of process the world or like how we behave in the world. Yeah. Is how we different. go about it is different. Yeah. No, I know. I think it was like clarity because I was like, how in the world are we the same? But it, it, when you put it in the perspective, how you did of like, it's the way I see things, what's going on in my inner workings yes. and my brain that makes a lot more sense because yes. granted I have like high hopes and I want to achieve a lot of things, but when day in, day out, like a lot of things don't get accomplished and I can't pull it all off. Um, so you can I, be hard on yourself. Well, exactly and, how I can be. Well, yeah, but in, and, and, and I guess I, I, I see you as such like a go-getter and very organized and like 
you just you just <laughs> you set a lot of goals you, you accomplished a lot where I do not feel like I accomplished half the things you do so oh days. my gosh no really and so like and so when we're both achievers I'm like how is that but I yeah. do always try to have the intention or the long-term goals and I think we do line up there but oh yeah. absolutely so the thing about the Enneagram is like she said it reveals your inner motivations like your gut instinct thoughts, views on the world. And when I was reading about this, it's kind of that nature versus nurture thing. Like, is it one or the other or is it both? And the Enneagram really says it's both. Like your genetics and your biology is kind of what makes you your type. But then how you apply your type in the world is your nurture side. Does that make sense? That's so interesting. Yeah. So yeah. for example... We are number three. Both of us are Mm -hmm. the achiever. And genetically, we are both predispositioned to set goals. We are kind of entertainers to some degree. We Mm want to make sure everybody feels comfortable. We are like achievers. We're dreamers, things like that. But then how we apply it in the world is shaped based on our experiences. And you grew up with five sisters. I grew up with one brother. I had a very calm, chill house. You have probably a very active house. Right. I married a very chill, calm surfer boy from California. You married a hunter from how many brothers does he have? Yeah, five brothers. Five brothers, like all the things. So like your your nurture, your environment very much shapes like how you apply your type in the world. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. So as we're reading through these, I don't want you to think like, Oh, I'm a bad number. There's no bad number. Right. There isn't. There There's isn't. no bad number. All these things are actually very good things. Totally. They are totally good characteristics, good qualities. Totally. And I think given any of them, if you don't balance them out, and if you don't like become self-aware enough to like control the more negative sides of it, then they're all bad. They're right. all good or they're all well, bad. Well, and because like my, ours are ours, ours is achiever and it's just funny because it's like yes, I have high goals and I have dreams. I I am a big dreamer, but then at the same time like a lot of the at the end of the day it just it just comes down to me and the kids at home and making sure dinner got on the table. But you're and crushing like, it small there, girl. scale things. And so it's like Wow, sometimes I'm like, am I achieving a lot? I don't know. <laughs> am I the achievement? Yes. Stop. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep four little humans alive. That's a but... huge achievement. <laughs> stop it. Oh, so. Well, so as we read, hopefully you know what your number is, and we can talk a little bit about how parenting can be applied to your number. But if you don't, just do a Google search and look for Enneagram tests. Yeah. And there's so many of them. I mean, there's so many. We did, I don't even know which one we did, but they're pretty quick and it gives you your result. You actually tied for a, like you were really. Yeah, I was like really close to um, Mine was like really high achiever. Oh, so and I didn't I was have like a lot of competing. Three, a three-way tie between, why can't I get there? Enthusiast and challenger. Yeah. So, it, it, but like achiever so, was just a tad ahead. So yeah, so you can kind of be multiple things. Yeah. But you might have a tendency towards one. So really you were more all, all oh, achiever. Yeah. I was more Not weighted even... on the achiever side. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's just kind of crank through them. Um, and we're going to be talking again, like how we can be better parents for each type. So number one, we kind of already talked about it, is 
the perfectionist slash the reformer. So what is that, Lauren? Um, this one, do you want me to read um, the characteristics or yeah. the parenting? Do characteristics. Like okay. what type of person is have, a type one? You have an idealistic pers- perspective of the world. You see it as it should be and strive for it to be that way. Um, everything, you know, done correctly with a purpose. Um, as parents, ones can be perfectionists and have high expectations of their kids, which is, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes hard. Since they believe in order and rules, one sometimes has strict perspectives on things like color schemes, toys outside the playroom, or food in the car, which yeah. I we all could do better at, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then strong sense of responsibility in their kids. They set that um, and to set them up for success later in life and ones will excel at creating securities with boundaries and healthy discipline. Yeah, I love that. And so if you're a number one, you've got your crap together. Yeah. That's what we're saying That's, here. Yeah. You are the mom who's like got a white house and like you're crushing it like everything is in place and organized and so that's you incredible. could almost be a perfectionist though. I thought at first I was but in so many ways I'm not like no. open up my closet like I know you think I on the outside guys I'm very put together but it's only for my sanity like no drawer in my house is organized no closet in my house is organized like I don't know it's just I don't yes, know yes but you do do you're but you are you are. <laughs> I might. I'm, I might lean towards I'm it. Like you are. You're. 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 Yeah. A little bit. Well, okay. So when it comes to parenting, ways that you are going to really do great at parenting is your child is always going to feel secure and like they know where the boundaries are. They're going to have a very strong sense of purpose, and they're not going to ever feel like you pulled the rug out from under them. You're going to be setting up the rules up front they're going to know their life skills and they are going to know what they need to do to succeed in the world Mm -hmm. so if you're living true to your type one you're you're going to set your kids up for success but I think where it's tricky with the type ones is that if you are a perfectionist and they aren't right you can set them up for failure sometimes right right and I think we see that through people we know, maybe family members, like the expectation can be so high that sometimes people can't ever live up to that. Well, and, it and can I be think crushing. that's when you kind of get kids also that rebel because right. it's so hardcore or so strict that you, the kids are just like, I want you to loosen up yeah. and you won't, so I will and I'll yeah. just do what I want. And then yeah. you kind of have that rebellion factor. And I feel like this is honestly like every movie. Come on. Yeah. Like the parents are like, you're not doing that. Yeah. Or it's like, you didn't get an A. Yeah. And so, but I mean... In reality, I mean, you're going to have a lot of... So it's like when you are setting up the rules and when you are setting up the boundaries, also be mindful that there needs to be some leeway in there. Yeah. Like you need to break the rules every now and then. And I think you also, even though you want it to be a certain way, you have to remember your kids are who they are and they learn or adjust differently than you. So you kind of have to work with what, what, how your child is. Exactly. And I think like things like, and pick your battles. So I think this can be one where a type one can be constantly harping on the kids. And I do that. I do that a lot, but I also pick my battles. I was joking around with a mom last night who I told, 
I let my kids have food upstairs. And I'm like, whatever. I don't even care. She's like, really? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's popcorn crap in my rug right now as we speak. But like I pick my battles on that. Oh, I totally. don't even care. Yeah. Like if downstairs is clean, we're winning. Yeah. And, like, if, it's, and if it's popcorn and they're quiet for an hour, right. oh, by all means, exactly. popcorn right up. So, yeah, I choose my battles, too. I'm like, yeah. even though it's like a pain and it's an extra step that I'm going to have to clean up. It, it keeps them happy and content yeah. and buys me an hour so I can make oh dinner. Gosh. Great. Go for it. So if you're so, a number one, pick your battles yeah. and remember like the, ch- remember that childhood still needs to have those magic moments. Like make time for breaking the rules, take your kids out of school, go get lunch, go do something fun, pull them out of school, go to Disneyland when it opens, like have some spontaneity in there and don't always live by the rule book yes yeah. don't push your kids away with the rule book yes exactly okay. number okay. two number two is um the helper oh. so the helper um pours themselves into others as parents um twos are cre- caring giving and invested in in the holistic success of their children um they're also warm and caring generous and tend to shower their children with treats and affection <laughs> they are great at playing with their children and really listening to what they say children of twos are often valued and heard. Um, they're excellent at doing out um, positive reinforcement in support of their child's learning and their children benefit from feeling loved and nurtured. I know. And I can say, I know who's a number two in my life. Do Ooh, you? Emily? Who? No, she's a nine. Pam, my mother-in-law. Oh, absolutely. And I think your mother-in-law is a two My mother-in-law is two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the important thing with twos is it's your, it's your, natural personality to be loving and giving and pour out the affection and everything but you also have a tendency where you can burn out yeah and you don't take care of yourself like you need to focus on self-care and then I've also read that you can sometimes get upset when you feel like you're giving and giving and giving and nobody is returning the giving to you like you don't feel taken care of you can be very let down by that. Would would you describe a, a two like a helicopter mom? No, I don't think so. Like I would someone think a that just wants to be like in it all, know it all, help play, talk it all. Yeah, maybe. Talk, it says you talk a lot with your children, listen to the stories, yeah. play on the floor with them. Yeah. Um, you're showing them a lot of empathy. You're the one where your team. Uh, not, not a helicopter. I didn't mean helicopter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant lawnmower. Lawnmower, oh, what do we call maybe. that? Where you fix the problems for yeah. them. Yeah. And you make it all good and, yeah. and you don't let them like learn real life skills right. because you're always trying to intervene and fix it and be there and listen and help. Yeah. So, lawnmower. That's what I meant. Lawnmower. I'm sorry. I didn't mean helicopter. That does make more sense. We talked about that months, 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 months oh, ago. Oh, yeah. It does make sense because it says like you are very involved and yeah. your you a- attention is on your children. You are right there and you want to fix it and make sure they are taken care of. I, I do. It says you need to make sure as a parent, learn when to back off and give your child room to develop. On yeah. their own. Right. And yes, and let them make a mistake. Let yeah. them learn from their mistakes. Let them figure it out or try yeah. it out or trial and error. It says resist the urge to fix everything or to be quick with advice unless your child asks for it. Know that it's okay and it's actually normal for your child to experience pain and it's important for them to experience pain. Yeah. And agree. so, yeah, I would think 
the the lawnmower thing is perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect application for a two. Yeah. So just being aware of that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's like a beautiful thing that a parent wants to get on the floor and play toys with oh, them because I, I can count how many times I've done that on like one hand. But so I think that's like a really good quality. And I think just like listening because all kids want to do is share and talk to you and having that bond is huge. But then also having like a safe boundary for yourself where you're not burning out. Right. You're not overdoing it. You make time for you. Don't and lose yourself in you that. Don't lose yourself to your, like, you also put your relationship as a priority. I know a lot of number two parents can make their children the whole world and their partner becomes less of a focus. So I think it's just important. Yes. Let your children kind of find their own, but always know that home is going to be their safe place where they're accepted and they're loved and they'll know that for sure. That's huge, right. Okay, number three. This was us, you guys. Yes, this is us. Okay, the achievers. They flourish when accomplishing things. They are driven to excel, love meeting goals, and achieving in their perceived view of success. As parents, threes are natural cheerleaders and coaches, always pushing their children to do their best. Children of threes are often organized, responsible, and are exposed to a variety of extracurriculars. Um, their six or threes are also success oriented as a result. They can sometimes push their own goals or visions of success on their children unknowingly while some, um, enjoy pressure. Sorry. Some children enjoy pressure achievement. Others might find a hectic schedule exhausting. Um, blah, 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 blah. This is so us, Lauren. I can't believe you don't see yourself this no, way. No, I do see it in this, and like I do over schedule my kids and put them in lots of opportunities and fun things. That's important to me. Um, I feel like I am kind of like a coach cheerleader where it's like I want someone else to teach them, but I love to like cheer it on or help where I can, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be the like full focus teacher mm-hmm. or coach. Yeah. But like I do like to. But as parents, we want our children to be well rounded. Yes. Because of when I was reading a lot about the threes, and it sounds so narcissistic, but it's like you want to be accepted. You want people to like you. And you recognize subconsciously that people can like you for a variety of different reasons. It can be your look. It can be your talents. Yeah. And, and so for that reason, we subconsciously like expose our children to all these things. We're more likely to do play dates and socialize right. them and, and get them in dance and get them in soccer and, and make them more well-rounded as a way to have them be accepted subconsciously. Yes, right, right. Subconsciously have the opportunity yes. to make those friends. And so it's so funny. Um, it's important, if you're a type three parent, some things that you can improve upon is not all children have the same desire to succeed like yeah. we do. Yeah. So when you and I look in the mirror, we're like, dude, we're going to crush the podcast thing. Yeah. We got this. We right. are taking it. Like we are dreamers in that right. way. And not everybody's that way. And dare I say, I know a couple of my children, I don't think have that gene where they necessarily have the same like drive that I do. The drive, yes. And I don't even think I have the same drive that you do. (laughs) I have have a good drive. I do. And in my heart and my mind, I I reach for the stars. But then when it comes to executing, I don't think I can always pull it off quite well. Like the four kids pull me down. (laughs) Not, they don't pull me down. But you know, it's just like, I get, I get very, um, 
busy and, and distracted with all the other things of life. Yeah. And so as normal, mom's not always the priority. That so, is so Sarah funny. does a good job at making it happen. Sometimes I'm like, oh I'm not making it happen. Like that I need is so to. funny. But it says your children can um, you need to allow them some leeway and don't always pressure them to succeed. Um, they they might be exhausted by busy schedules. So you might need to thin out the activities. Um, and again, again, I think it's that principle of like, every kid is not going to be you. Yeah. So you kind of have to read your child and know like what works for them. And maybe they like to be busy and involved and, and, and busy every day after school. Yeah. Some kids like to just hang out and be home. Yeah. And that's not for them. So like kind of gauging your children. Exactly. And it also says if you're a three, like you just said, Lauren, you're very quick to like sign them up for things, make their schedules very busy, but Really, sometimes all kids want is time with you. Yeah. Quiet time. Oh, absolutely. Like carve out those magic moments between just the two of you. Be aware that like really it's not even going to matter 10 years from now if they made it to the dance class or like whatever and try and like harness that relationship and don't just don't just pack their schedules. Absolutely. All right. Number four is the individualist. Yes, they are imaginative and expressive with a knack for going against the grain. They tend to also fall into their individualistic identity, making them image conscious in the process. As parents, fours, fours love sharing things they love with their children and enjoying it alongside them. They are in intro, introspective yeah. and emotional and encourage their children to be the same way. Um, they tend to feel safe, express themselves in whatever ways feels best, and they grow up with a strong appreciation for arts and creative outlets and have a good group grasp on their emotional states and how to discuss them. Yeah. So the fours, these can also be called the romantics. And these are people who have, these are like your poets and your artists. And these are the people who they are always kind of yearning for more. And you have to be careful with that when you're a four, that you're a deep soul and you have to not always, or from what I was reading about the fours is that if you're a prison to your four, if you let it imprison you, you can very quickly get depressed and like one of those dark, moody, artistic moods of like... Oh, well, thinking you don't have so much more. Yeah, you 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 aren't happy, and I'm this not is happy. not what I want. I don't I want have more. true love, like blah blah blah, all that stuff. But you can also show so much beauty to the world if because they're saying that the fours they see the world in a different way than we do, in like a very um, metaphorical way, in like a a beautiful like artistic way almost they're romantic in yeah their, right their individualism or, or maybe musicians too yes. and they see themselves as unique individuals yeah and that's that important different. that yes. they are different yes so and they so I think when you're a four parent really instead of focusing on the negative of that like no one understands me I'm tortured there's so there was more meant for me all of those feelings more trigger it to what can we give the world? What can I show the world? How can I show my children the beautiful, like show them the world through art and culture and music and plays and introduce them to your way of thinking in a positive way? Well, and I would think of too, when you say that, like for, as a four, as a parent, I think those 
they might be very easy, which we all are, very easily tend to be like, oh, I can't wait till they're, they're walking and talking. Oh, I can't wait till they're teenagers that we can be doing all of these things. Oh, I can't wait till they're married and have a grandbaby. And then the next thing you know, they're all gone and they're, you know, know. you're an old lady. So like maybe not wish away the stages. Yeah. And like, even though you know better is to come and kind of stop and enjoy where you're at because yeah. wishing away the time and looking ahead and wanting the next thing is is hard is sad it's when you tragic have, yeah really. it's, it, again i yes. guess right where they want it to be a tragic story for them because it, it it's hard and you lose that time and you don't realize it but you're wishing away the time of your kids yeah. lives it's so true and so i think the main thing for four parents is you have a tendency yeah, to kind of get in those dark moods and those sensitive spaces, those sensitive head spaces. So just be aware that as children, our children, they pick up on those moods and very often they think they are the cause, that they're putting you out. Mom's tired because of me, yes. like all of yes. that. And you you never want your child to think they're the reason for your unhappiness in any way. And so I'm not saying hide that from your children, but explain it maybe. Be like, mom's just really overwhelmed right now with work or like, I don't know. But don't let your children think that they're the cause right. of a mood. Because, yeah, mom definitely sets the tone of the house. Exactly. So if you are in a hard, dark place, then like, yeah, I agree. Like vocalize yeah. that or like if try to cheer a, up for, yeah. for the family's sake. If you're in a low point, in a low spell, just point that out to your children and make sure they know that they are what make you happy. Yes, and if the, if you didn't so have them, like, oh, you know, life just would not be the same. I like that. That's okay. good. Um, what is the next one? Number five. Is what is number thinker. five? Um, thinkers are at, known also as investigators. They yes. seek deeper connections to the world. They are, cere- I never say that word very well. C- cere- Cerebral. Cerebral. Over They're very brainy. And natural teachers. Fives love thinking, questioning, learning, and taking on new projects with their kids. As parents, fives tend to be put an emphasis on exploration and discovery and make it a point to travel and expose their children to a variety of ideas and ways of thinking. And they're also usually very patient and curious. Yeah, this was a really interesting one. They, I've also heard it called the expert. So this is someone who gets like laser focused into something. They do a deep dive. They want to understand every single thing about that topic. And once they do, they move on. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. And I can, I can instantly think of a couple people I know who yeah, are like this. Yeah, I can this. too, right. So as when it applies to parenting... They're saying like, yes, like time infants who require a lot of love and nurture and don't give you any feedback. They don't talk like any of that. It's a one way street. It's a one way street. (laughs) That might not be your jam. But like as your children get older and they ask a lot of questions and they're learning about the world, you can really dive in with them and teach them things and like learn projects with them. Um, They do... The one drawback with a five parent is they tend to get overwhelmed when there's too much emotion and they can sometimes shut down. So they're very logical thinkers and they don't like a lot of emotion. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have to work around that and realize that there is emotion with children and that's important as well. And then also, I think it's just kind of fun to kind of 
get in there with your kids and if that's your your vibe and you love to learn get in there with them and yeah and learn and do do all the things I mean that's definitely not me well and it's yeah seeking adventure just getting out there traveling first world experience and like just experiencing things I think is like a big thing which is interesting but then yeah when you kind of go beyond that and go deeper into the emotional part that's where it becomes harder so that's something to be just very aware of and And kids are emotional beings they need the nurturing and the love and the the physical touch and the affection so that might be harder for a five you have to work on your empathy yeah those fives and the other thing is I I could see this being the case but as as they get older and your children don't share the same passion as you you do for certain projects or certain subjects don't take that as something personal like your kid doesn't like you just because they don't want to sit and learn about model cars or whatever you're into right like it doesn't mean that they are not interested. They're just not interested to the level that you're interested. Yeah, yeah, and don't let it point. become a hindrance on your relationship. For sure. Yeah. Okay. okay I like Number that. six is? Yes, the loyalists. Um, loyalists are committed and steady. They strive to protect and secure. As parents, sixes are compassionate and supportive and their kids always feel safe and like they have someone to count on. The sixth parent is hardworking, dependable, and has a natural tendency towards parenthood. But they can sometimes go overboard in the protection department, which may result in children feeling smothered. They can also resist letting alternative caregivers or over baby proof in the same vein of security and caution, which is funny. As I read that first line, I've not even thought about what my husband would be, but I think maybe he could be a loyalist. For sure. And I was, when I was reading more about this, the loyalists, these are people who are actually very fear-based so they are when they walk into a room, they're assessing the situation of what could go wrong. So Interesting, right? They are the parent at the playground, hovering, knowing that their kid's going to fall off, you know, and break their right, neck. Right. Like they're always looking for the emergency exits. They need to know. So instead of buying like one roll of toilet paper, they were the ones buying six rolls because they were like, "The world's going to end." They're right. fear based. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's what's motivating. Them, yes. Is like avoiding the bad thing exactly like they are so loyal to their tribe and their people they are going to be the protectors and the ones who come up with the plan and protect everybody from all the the bad and the things that can happen oh, well even to come here i had to leave my oldest in charge and so i called george to be like oh i'm going to go podcast and it won't be very long and he's in charge and he's giving me the list okay be sure to tell him this this and this don't go outside don't let the dog in oh my and gosh i literally you guys i this was rude i said i know how to be a mom and i hung up <laughs> i was pissed but george still does that to me you 10 guys. years later 10 years in 12 years in where you know he's like telling me the laundry list of the kids stuff I'm like I know oh my gosh I'm locking the doors like are you for real but George immediately he does the same thing he's fear-based and he goes to the well this could happen they're gonna drown in the pool they could drown in the pool they could run in the road someone could take them they could get in the car and drive away like all the crazy things that could happen and I was like could you stop yeah yeah stop I know so interesting but I'm used to that with him like that's been my whole life like my whole marriage I mean he's just always been that way so I know that but it's so it's so funny I um, I just don't work that way no like I don't think me either all the awful things in life no I I can't no like how do people function that way no offense it it, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean like you're a total pessimist either no no but I just I, I I 
no, the I idea know. of like the negative thought always popping in there yeah. to try to like, you know, but there are survivors, hard. Lauren. Those yeah, are they the, are. Those no, are the absolutely, survivors. Absolutely. And if the world ended tomorrow and we're all hiking the mountains for like, you know, safety. We're all behind he, George. George is leading the pack. A hundred percent. I know that. See, we all, there are no negatives here. We all need each other. You need my type A organization and you need George's survival instinct. It's so true. Um, But as a loyalist parent, it's important here to remember that your kids might perceive you to be overprotective. So you do have to loosen the reins a little bit, let them push the limits a little bit, and let them know that you trust them. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, because you know all the awful things in the world and all the bad that they can get into, right, you right. tend to want to overprotect them and over set limits and things like that. You need to make sure your kids are able to develop their own sense of independence That's and yeah. those own um, set up their own boundaries and know that they can be trusted more than anything. Okay, number seven is the enthusiast. Enthusiasts are fun-loving and spontaneous. I totally thought this was you. That, well, let's see. I haven't read this one fully. They are full of abundant joy and love creating lasting memories. As parents, Seven lights up the room and always strives to create fun, memorable memorable adventures for their children. They are always in a good in for a good time and their ch- ch- childlike nature allows them to connect to their children very deeply. Oh, I would say so too. This is Interesting. so you. The kids of Sevens usually are fearless and joyful, but they f- frenetic Phonetic? Phonet, fr- with an R. Frenetic? Is that... Where are you at? On the oh, I don't know program. that. I don't Pace know that Pace of word. sevens can overwhelm quieter, less adventurous children. Sevens naturally enjoy taking risks. So if their children are not the same as parents... As parents, seven parents may have to adjust. That was like a lot of that parents, so, parents, blah, 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 blah. parents, parents. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, Just take it down a notch is what they're saying. not to be very interested in mundane tasks, cooking, cleaning, housework. Oh my gosh. Th- I am an enthusiast. Sorry. This is wrong because I don't like cooking, cleaning. All these You're totally. And I tend to be the good cop or the fun parent. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How did they put me an achiever? I am enthusiast. You guys, I didn't even read number seven. <laughs> that is me. It's so funny, but it says like, your kids are always going to feel like they have a buddy because you love life as much like you you make life fun. And I totally agree that you do that. Like, oh, well, uh, no, I, well, that's funny. I'm like reading ahead, you guys. Um, no, I just, yeah, I do think that defines me to, to again, to my dismay, I am an enthusiast. No. I've probably spoiled my children. I've probably ruined them in so many ways because they think life is just always a good time. What's on the agenda? Get a happy let's, meal. Let's get a happy meal. Big day. We're doing happy meals. Like, oh, I've probably ruined my children left and right. And I, I but this is so funny. This is, but so, then it's funny that I, tedious things like chores and cooking. I'm just like, Ugh. well, me too. It says, so as a seven parent, It is essential that you make time for the tedious activities. And that means getting life done, doing the homework, cooking the meals, grocery shopping, all the things. It says, even though they're boring, these are the things that give your kids a sense of security and they're essential to our survival, you guys. So it says, keep in mind that the kids do need some downtime because they can feel overwhelmed by your energy sometimes 
Do you ever think your kids are overwhelmed by you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At Disneyland, but, as you're no, like, abso- let's go, people. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think, you know, like when we had to quarantine for like COVID and stuff, in a way that was like a good thing because we were coming off of football season. We're coming off of you know, holiday stuff, getting ready for Christmas. Like, I think it was in a way like a good healing downtime period to feel bored. Even like we've said in the last like summer episodes, like it's good for kids to feel bored and they have to force their own creativity. It's not always set up and given to them. So I think that's a good thing too. Um, Life is not always a party. And it's not always a party. Like there's there's, hard things, there's bad things, there's grunt work, sad things. Yeah. Totally. So no, I actually, you guys straight up, I'm going to retest because I feel like when I read the I'm retesting. Fake news. Because fake news. Because (laughs) when I read the Achiever thing, yes, I lined up with some things, but I did not read every section. And I think I'm an enthusiast. Yeah. I really do. Not to like toot my own horn. No. But like, again, to my... What's the word? To Dismay? My, yeah, just in a negative sense, I do party too much. Like my mom would say that. Oh, my mom would say, Susie. you hit your, your hit your fun max. Oh my gosh. Today, this month. <laughs> Life. Dude. I know. Okay. She's the best. Okay, number eight <laughs> is? Uh, yes, the challenger. Challengers are powerful protectors. They are decisive and confident and won't back down from a confrontation. This as, is you too. As parents. <laughs> yeah, I am an eight too. Eights are leaders. They are firm and their children learn personal responsibility and accountability and know their parents always have their backs. Eights encourage their children to be tough in the face of challenges and relentless in the pursuit of their dreams. Okay, so as an eight parent, it says your kids have a very strong sense that if there is some injustice in the world, if something is wrong, that you will step in and fix it for them and that that you will protect them, right? So as a parent, you do need to allow for your children to sometimes face those battles themselves yeah. and not always step in, not always be the one to call the teacher or step in with the friend's parents or whenever there is any type of conflict. I'm not saying those times are not justified sometimes, but don't always fight your kids' battles. And the, and it says that they're more of a natural disciplinary, so f- trying to probably find more of those, you know, teach- teaching vulnerable moments would be good for them because they can sometimes maybe be a little too hard on the kids. Right. And which, I mean, right. can't we all be? But like yeah. just trying to check yourself and not being too hard on them. Yeah. And then following up on that is also allowing your kids to form their own opinions. And as a parent, not always forcing your perspective, your view of the world down their throats and like enforcing that, but allowing them to kind of come up with their own opinions about the world without judgment or without constantly challenging them on that. And I feel like this is key as they get older. I know a lot of family dinners, a lot of stories from friends where, man, the Thanksgiving table, the Christmas table is just a debate about why, why you don't see things the way I see them and blah, 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 blah. Like as a challenger, as an eight, just realize that like you're passionate about your view 
And it's okay if your kid doesn't agree that way. Right, right. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. And that, yeah. Again, something we can all take from that. It's just being able to like listen to other opinions and listen to other thoughts and be able to, you don't always agree, but not to be the hard headed aggressor. That's always like. And realize more importantly, like all of these things are needed to formulate a functioning society. Oh, absolutely. Like you don't want all challengers in the world. But they are necessary. Absolutely. We need need people to. You need the empathy. You need the peacemakers. You need the organ. Like you, but you need, do all need of enforcement. It. So like, yes. yeah, it's all like, yeah, it is a balance. It is a balance. Okay. The very last one is your sister. Nine, the peacemaker. Yeah. So right. much. Type nine. You're the parent we all wish we had. Parenting challenges with a laid back attitude, creative problem solving, and a sense of humor. You have a genuine interest in most everyone you meet and, and people love you because the sense of no judgment from you and you have a gift for accepting people right as they are. Discipline might be your kryptonite, and when you can't avoid dealing with it, you do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Is this not, like, the goal? Yeah, absolutely. Just oh. to be, like, peaceful and content and chill, right? Oh, my gosh. And it's hard to do with kids. So hard to do. It's so hard. So I feel like as a parent, if you're a type 9 parent, you have to reiterate to yourself that you do, kids do need boundaries. And even though you don't, you want to avoid conflict at all costs, like you hate conflict, you just or want yelling the kids, or, yes, or, yes, you want a peaceful home, you will give in to the children, like just keep the peace. Also realize like kids need structure, kids need boundaries, a healthy level of them. And that because you show those things to them, because you're putting roles in place does not mean you don't love them. Oh, absolutely. Right. It's the opposite. We know that. I mean, study after study shows us like kids thrive in boundary with boundaries and all of the things. So giving your kids balance makes them feel more important, more like they have a firm foundation and they will not feel less loved from you. And I do think also another like reminder is like it says the ostrich about putting your head in the sand and a few peacemakers that I know I feel like can do this they avoid the conflicts they don't want to see the problem and they want to just like yeah hide from it almost and so just to like know that it's not going to go away and you do have to handle those things head on and get your head out of the sand and address things because it can only grow. So like, I think that's like a good reminder. Again, a good reminder. Because if it's a big enough problem, we all want to look the other way and be like, it's not happening. And especially with parenting, as you see the small seeds of a problem developing. Right. It only grows. Yes. I mean, with anything, with sleep training, with like all the early development attitudes, bad attitudes. Oh my gosh. You know, it, just not following the rules, the whatever. The quicker you can get a handle on it and like readjust, fix some things, address, confront those things. Oh, the 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 peace that will come, peacemaker, yeah. girl. Yeah, and that's so true. That's a great point. It, you, even though you like the peace, knowing that you need to address the problems will create more of a long term peace. So, right. like, yeah, I, that's so and, true. And not addressing them, but I, I creates love that chaos. I love that the peacemakers are non-judgmental. They really are, which I can find myself to be like, as I grow older, like I, I have to tell myself to like, Oh, stop thinking that or let let go. Yeah. Yeah. Check myself. Let go of those judgments. And don't be conditional. Right. Exactly. With your love. 
but like a peacemaker is non-judgmental, like loves you no matter what you've, you do or done or say or anything. And that's like an amazing quality. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, hopefully you learned something. If you're intrigued by this, go do the test. Lauren's going to retake. Uh, recount. 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 I, I, I am, uh, <laughs> this is just 2020. I am fighting the ballot. Oh this is not gosh. correct. I, I not think correct. I need to come back to this. <laughs> so we're going to redo. I'm going to let you know. But hopefully you feel like you learned a little bit something here. And I think the overall message is kind of just recognize what your instincts are and then work with what you got. It's not a negative it's not a positive. Just work with what you're given. Yes. And I think that's a great point. And I've said this before in past episodes that like, I don't want parenting to be like this super duper hard thing. And which it is. It's so complex. And what you mean by that is and you wh- don't want it to be formulaic. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I yeah. said before, I don't want to have to sit down and write the books and write the plans and think it out. And I want it to come naturally to me and to do what's na- like, yeah, like my nature, what, like what works in our home and what works for me. And it's not this formulated thing. And so I think we all have our advantages and our positives and our strengths here. Yeah. And I think understanding yourself will know how to like kind of tweak some things and make it right for your home. And I think that's huge. Yeah. Absolutely. Use your strengths because we all have them. Absolutely. Well, on that, you summed it up perfectly. Let's do our hits and misses for the week. Yes. What was your hit. Well, it's a lame hit, but we're actually going skiing as a family. And I just want to throw that out there because this is something out of our norm. This could be your miss next week. Yes. I will probably have a horrific story of like (laughs) me falling on my face, but, um, no, we're just doing something out of the norm and just kind of going for it and taking the kids and it's going to be a little adventure. And so for me, that's a hit because I just don't do cold or snow very well. So this is going to be very interesting, but I'm excited. It's something different and new for us. So I totally agree. And yeah. I'm so proud of you for oh, like thanks. jumping in there. Getting I, her know, done. We'll see. I probably will literally fall on my face and you know, it's been a long time. So what was your hit? I love it. Okay. My hit is you guys, I shared that I got a dog recently I know, and the dog is literally eating out of my hand. Did you see my hit? Marco last night? That's no. your hit or is that your it's miss? My, well, I'm calling it my hit because she <laughs> she loves me that much, you guys. Yeah, she wants to be with her and like, feed off of her. Like, you no might as well joke, nurse her. Uh, no joke. I seriously have to sit on the floor with her. And half the time, she won't even eat out of her bowl. I put it in the palm of my hand and she eats her food out of the palm that of my hand. That is so funny. Yes, I, I saw it. I said hand. to my friends, I'm like, it's legit like I'm breastfeeding her. Yeah. And I did not even breastfeed my children. Like, what is happening? <laughs> she's a good dog mom that is a major hit that's yeah. you've been a good dog mom I've kind of I'm doing yeah I'm I'm vibing with we've, we're calling her Kit that's yeah I like Kit Miss Kit and we love her so much she's sitting here with us right now she's right in here napping we, away we love her so, so much. good okay what's your miss um, my miss, it was something else, but I just tweaked it literally as we've been recording again today. Like I said, I left my oldest in charge. Of course, one of the big packages for Christmas comes. Of course it of did. Course, the big thing that was going to be from old St. Nick. Edit, edit. Bob. Bob. Oh yeah. Remember Bob. 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 And so my oldest intervened and was called me as we're recording and was like, mom, yeah, I got the, I got the package and I, I hit it because it's this for Emmett. And I'm like, oh good. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thanks. And I'm like, crap, <sighs> because the, it, it says what it is on side of the box. I'm not why there. Why do they do that? Why do they do that Come at Christmas on. time? And so, but the thing is, Tristan, my oldest, 
still likes Bob and believes in Bob to, to, to a degree. I think he has his questions and that's like, this would be a prime example where he would like, you know, his like his in. antennas are up yeah. and like, what, what's going on here? I'm, I'm going to figure this He's out. evaluating the situation. Yeah. So I can't misstep here because he really does, I think, want to believe. And so now I'm going to be back to the drawing board because that was the big present for Emmett. And now Tristan has seen it and I'm screwed. Dang it. Ah! And it's not cheap. And I was like, now what am I going to do? I just can't Shoot. believe this has happened. Shoot. Ah. What a miss. Yeah. That's a bummer. No, I know. Okay, well, my miss is somehow I'm so wells off with my parenting right now. My middle child, my five-year-old, for the past two nights, Lauren, has come into my bed. I have never allowed a kid really? in my bed. Like hardly ever. And he has like wormed his way into my bed with my husband the past two nights. Oh my gosh. And the night before last. So we have the Tempur-Pedic beds where yes. it's actually like two twins on a king frame. So me and my husband have like separate, they're independent from each other. Okay. Right. So there's like this slight line, like gap <laughs> in the middle. I'm literally sleeping in the gap between oh, the two no. beds. And yeah. I get like You're a like... crick in my neck. I'm like, dude, freaking kids. He has yeah. the whole side of the bed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? I can't believe that he has been in your bed. That is like the oh. unforbidden, like. I'm bringing the hammer down tonight. Oh my. It's yeah. going down tonight. That's no more. crazy. No more, Landon. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Kit's my baby now. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. I know. All right, guys. Well, that will do us for this episode. We hope you learned a little bit about your personality and how it can better your parenting a little bit. Join us next week for another fun episode. We are back every single Monday and sometimes twice a week. Yeah. You yeah, just never know when we're yeah, going to pop never in your know. feed. I know. We'll pop in and say hi. We keep it fresh like that. So anyway, you can go follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, kind of YouTube. I don't know. I don't know. Come find us. Yeah, at the Mom Voice Podcast, or you can find us online at www.mom-voice.com. What is the blah, blah, blah? I can't say W. Does anybody say that anymore? No, just say the Mom Voice. Not the mom dash. It's not the mom dash voice. It's mom-voice.com. Mom, what is it? Mom dash voice.com. Just say that. That's no it. W's. Mom, Mom no W's. Voice. I can't say the W's. Yeah. All right, guys, we love you. Hope you have a great week. That will do us for this episode. Anything else, Lauren? No. Christmas countdown is on. Go go fix your Bob situation. Yeah, Get I gotta that. go fix that. All right, guys, Pronto. have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. Take Bye-bye. care of each other. Bye-bye.